0: Welcome to another episode of the Perry Perspective Podcast. This is by Player Athletics. Matt here, and alongside me is Eric Carter and Dinesh. Boys, great to be back chatting. Winter break, quickly approaching here. Eric, you maybe got the biggest plans of the bunch. What's, uh, what's in store here for you as you depart tomorrow morning?
1: Yeah, tomorrow morning, me and the boys are off to BAM for a little ski trip. Um, ripping sunshine for a day on Thursday, and then two days at Louise, um, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, heading out there with fans of the show, Carter Pete. Cole Pradzik and uh, I think Finn, brother Finn might come with me. Oh,
0: he's clutching up, is he?
1: Maybe we'll see. He might get his shift off and come tear it up with the boys unless he's, I don't know, just scared of the spotlight, spotlight. to (laughs) be honest with you. I don't know why else he wouldn't come. Um, You know, the boys are going to be trying to fire some birds, hit the slopes, have some beers, crank the hot tub. Just a typical ski trip. I'm looking forward to it, getting out of Saskatoon. It's a little bit warmer over there, so... Hoping the weather and the sun stays out and it'll make for a pretty good treat. But uh, speaking of Carter, Pete, um, guess what? I got a message last night saying, so Carter, Bianca gets knocked out last night in, um, in tennis in Australian open Carter reaches out to Bianca last night in the He goes, oh, that's a tough one. Bianca I was really cheering for you. You'll get him next time. Best of luck kind of thing. And she, she reaches out to Carter. He sends me the DM of her last night. No way. Yeah, she's back. And she says, thank you so much. That means a lot. Carter Pete back in Bianca's ear. And then of course I had to follow it up with Carter. You know what this means? Tell her you have a podcast. You're one of the guys on the podcast and we would really love to get you on a talk. Maybe we can finally talk in person kind of thing. So still waiting to hear back on that angle, but big news coming down the line, Bianca Andrescu um, off to a good start in the relationship category with Carter Pete. So looking forward to potentially having uh Carter's potential girlfriend on the show. It's exciting news, exciting news all around.
0: Okay. That's pretty electric. Last night, Eric uh, came across Johnny Manziel making his return to football, playing in the fan controlled football league. I don't know if you guys got to see that at all, but then, after the game, Johnny comes out with his legendary interview. Eric, you know what this made me think of? Legendary day, grade 12, where uh, we're about to tee off on uh, nice little hearty souls football practice when Judd Halman comes in and he says, boys, to the classroom. So everybody's kind of like confused what's going on. What are we doing here? We're not out for practice yet. We're heading to the classroom. We all sit down right in this uh, biology, I think it was reused biology classroom. And they turn on the projector. Eric Ballon and Cody Walker are on the screen. Picture them drinking <laughs> after, uh, after a tough loss for the boys against Marion Graham Falcons with the caption, win or lose, we still booze. Eric, I know there's a little backstory there. You got to defend
1: yourself a bit. What went down? All right. So I'm going to bring this back to the year 2015 senior year. The fellows are fresh off a pitiful performance against the Marion Graham Falcons. I believe don't quote me on this 54 rip. Does that sound anything correct? Like it was like, it was bad. I don't need like, I remember 54. I don't know why I got that number in my head. I know the Falcons, I think put up 54, but I don't think we had maybe, did we get on the board at least?
0: I, I was on the field late, so I'm guessing no. That's, yeah, so it might have <laughs> like been 54 If I'm on the rip. field, it's a blowout. So. It
1: might have been 54 nothing. Like It was a shit storm. Yeah,
0: I think so I anyway. might have played the entire second half, so that's not a good sign.
1: Anyway, so we practice, right? They're like, all right. Jug comes in the room. He's like, for practice, everyone's come to Rio's room right now. We're going to get this, something dealt with, an internal issue. <laughs> and we're all like, what, the, what do you mean, internal issue? Like, internal issues, we got fucking rocked. Let's get on the field and maybe fire our coaching staff. That's what it's it, <laughs> in my head. Like, hey, fire the coaching staff. This isn't acceptable. So, sure as shit, nothing to do with coaching staff, unfortunately. um I walk into Rio's room, Rio's room, and up on the screen was Cody Walker's Instagram with a picture of myself and him. And the caption is, win or lose, we booze. And then there's a big, heartfelt moment with one of the coaches. I forget who it was. Um, basically said like this is the reason we aren't winning like you guys don't care blah 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 this is so (laughs) unacceptable and like this yeah I think they they brought it
0: back there was like a there was like the coaches were at Boston Pizza and they get some text and they they, like some sob story they're like we're dedicating our lives for you guys and you guys are pissing it
1: away we didn't even like talk to the coaches all it was just in front of everyone so we just got hosed in front of 50 people it wasn't like Eric Cody come see me in the office now we're (laughs) talking it was like we're gonna ring you guys out in front of fifty people, your whole team. So it's like, okay, maybe we could have been dealt with a bit differently, but now let's fast forward to the night before. Tayla Hall is having a party. Some might know Tayla as the Twitter queen, but um so she invited people over. We had a party in her garage. So I was DDing. More, um, I was kind of low. We were kind of all pissed off, whatever. Like I don't know, we don't really it's football, right? Like after you leave, it's kind of over with. It's not like I'm going pro, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so we just want to have a good time. We're in high school. We don't really think about the game. No one really gives a shit. And then, uh, Cody's Cody comes with me. He's like, Hey man, let's, uh, let's get an Insta. I said, like, okay, yeah, sure. So we get a picture and then he's like, and then I was like, Oh, I got to look the part. I'm at a party. There's people in the back and I got to hold a beer. I got to, I got I to gotta look my part anyway. So I grab a beer for the picture or whatever. And, uh, he's like, Hey, we got to think of a caption here. I was like, Oh, I got a good one. We just got wallops ups. Winner lose, lose we booze.
0: The score, the score is forty nine nothing. I remember that because that was a hashtag oh, forty nine. Winner, yeah, lose, win lose <laughs> we still booze. Hashtag forty nine nothing.
1: Yeah, so maybe if the forty nine nothing wasn't in there, we could have slipped through the situation. But yeah, you that was just a little salt the, the wind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, I come up with the sick idea. Winner lose we booze. Like it's like whatever outside of football, let's just get it going. Like I write a bad midterm outside, I'm getting it going. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I kind of got sewered that day. Moral of the story is what really was the big dilemma, I think, and kids, for all you future listeners out there, do not have your coaches on social media. It's the recipe for disaster. Maybe it goes for your boss. Coworkers, I feel like, are okay if they're on the same level. But uh, really make sure you know who's on your social media and who mm-hmm. has a following. I know in this case, it wasn't really my social media for necess- per se, but moral of the story is know who you follow and know what you post. That's uh, some wise words of the day from the yeah, one and only that, Eric Ballon who's lived it, heard it, dealt with it.
0: Eric's wise words of the day presents to you by Player Athletics. Maybe uh, on the theme of outrage, we have to get into this. Lorraine Gross, the daughter of Greg Gross, the silversmith who crafted the first Lombardi trophy, says Tom Brady's trophy toss is insulting to her and she wants an apology.
2: nights because of this. I was that upset because I I know the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all, all his fellow Silversmiths are so proud to make this. I personally would like an apology, not just to me and my family and the other Silversmiths, um, but to the, to the fans.
0: Eric, I know you were fired right up about this
1: let's get into it here oh lorraine lorraine is a pylon i don't know she must have a miserable life i don't know something's not clicking in her head there but i know i'm not a big sculptor or by any means an art connoisseur but that trophy is not too spectacular i mean it's not like it's the nhl where everyone's name's carved in it's it's a hunk of metal with a football on top it's not like it's like a picasso i think you i'm not saying you can replace it but it's not like a piece of art it's history. You know, Lorraine, I'm sure your grandfather did a good job creating this thing with, I don't know how hard it is to sculpt metal, but it's not that impressive. But you know what is impressive? The history that's went on after your grandfather sold it to the NFL. That's important. You are irrelevant.
0: This trophy should be named after Tom Brady. The guys got seven of them. He can do whatever he wants.
3: Chetty, I think you're a little disputing with Eric, though. Uh, let's hear the rebuttal. Oh, I just, I just wanted to go back. What did he say? It's... It's not a piece of art. It's history. So what, like the Mona Lisa is a piece of art and it's also history. I'm, I'm confused by your take there. I know you've had, uh, some issues trying to find the words to describe how you feel about this situation, Eric, but yeah, like I, I agree with that. Uh, I think you can do whatever you want with it. I, I think Tom chucking it from boat to boat. I think that's awesome. I mean, good to see that guy still got a little party in him at the age of 43. So uh, for her to come out and make these kind of statements, I mean, I don't agree with it, but I'm sure Tom will probably issue an apology because I, totally I don't crazy. think
0: there's any chance Tom issues an apology. Their general manager, I, I think, tweeted, haha, lighten up Lorraine or something like that <laughs> back at her, which was pretty unreal. Um, He's just doing it she, for the clout,
2: man. Yeah, for sure. I like the she that in.
0: Oh, the biggest
2: name in sports, one is seventh ring. This is a perfect, and then this happened. This is a perfect time to get my name out there. Now everybody in the world knows who this chick is.
1: Yeah, good Good on her, man. But it ain't gonna work. I mean, Lorraine should be happy if anything that Gronk wasn't throwing the damn trophy. Got the best ever to throw the trophy. At least, at least it wasn't something like Bruce Arians. Like, come on, she should be (laughs) thanking Tom that it was in good, safe hands. I like how she she adds in. uh,
0: They should apologize to the fans.
1: Yeah, the, oh, fans, the fans. The fans, fans. want to see stupid shit like this going yeah, down. This is the fans don't want to see this sloth come out of her closet and start spewing <laughs> at Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. What you know, Lorraine. The fans love this shit.
3: When and Gronk get with the program. When Gronk dented the thing at uh, Fenway Park, uh, like in 2018, <laughs> or as whatever. as a baseball bat. Yeah, I mean that was hilarious. People love that. Yeah. Now all of a sudden
1: she decides to come on and speak on that after the things been dented. Like I think the dent's a lot worse. Nothing happened to the trophy in this situation.
3: <laughs> it's Tom Brady. The guy's not gonna miss a throw like that.
1: No, I think Lorraine is just trying to get a little attention from herself. I think the worst part of this whole story is whatever media or outlet picked this up as a story, like, come on, like I know they're just looking for some likes and attention, but this is a non story. <laughs> I agree. Like, what whatever media outlet
0: like is like oh so guess... that's the
1: real problem in this See, situation. Not if Lorraine she, like, media if
0: if she reaches out to the outlet and is like, I want to talk about this, they've kind of got to be like, yeah, because they know this thing is absolutely going to blow up. Cause Lorraine
1: is an absolute doorknob. Oh, you hmm. cannot trust me. This is just a prime example of the media sucks. The media is rotten, but that's not the media though. Like I
0: get it. The but outlet or I don't. Know. I don't know. Like I that think is a media man. Yeah, I know, but that's not like the media's fault. They're supposed to like, look for stories that'll, uh, you know, do well, get some content, get some eyeballs, get some interactions.
2: Yeah, it's not so the 50, media's
0: 50. fault. They just got absolute doorknobs who want to voice their displeasure.
2: It's a little 50 50. Moraine did a good job, though. She's trying to get some clout. She got it. <laughs> what yeah, about this? She adult?
1: took advantage. Yeah. Say your grandfather was the one that made the Super Bowl. Are you like, is that something you like? Wow, look my grandpa. made the Super Bowl. That, that's, that that's pretty cool. Greg I think about? it's pretty. Yeah, I would, I would, yeah, really
2: that, that's it. pretty actually yeah. unreal. Say, I the case
1: imagine if
0: percy crafted the super bowl you'd hear him talk about that every hour oh, he would
1: i wouldn't give a shit it'd be like wow you actually this thing is like not that nice <laughs>
3: yeah that's i take, it's nothing like, special you, you wouldn't give a shit eric if your grandpa. Yeah, no. I think you're a dick oh my kid. god oh
1: no, no I, don't, I don't like yeah no i wouldn't really care
3: i, I couldn't like, sleep hey, for two eric nights Ballon, that was nice probably
1: bs my grandpa <laughs> made the super bowl
2: I couldn't sleep for two nights. She just had to add that in to spice it up. That's a little Sriracha, Frank's red added on. What other lines did she use in there? It's probably hidden. Had to spice up the story, but hey, kudos to her, man. She took advantage. Yep, exactly. And Tom Brady is just going to not probably apologize. (laughs) It's just going to ignore it. It's like Conor McGregor said, you know, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> it's probably, that's probably Tom Brady right now. That's what they
1: should have done. The Bucks Twitter page has done that uh, Conor McGregor line and then like tagged her in it. <laughs> yeah, that would <was> <laughs> legendary. Um, speaking of Brady, we're
0: talking quarterbacks. How about Russell Wilson? He went on the Dan Patrick Show this week and uh, really kind of caused a caused a stir when he kind of said that he he'd be like wouldn't be surprised if his name was out there and kind of is stirring up the pot, thinking that maybe maybe he could be on the move. Eric, what did you kind of make of that? And uh. Where do you, where do you guys think, like Chetty, where do you think would be a good destination for for Wilson to land?
1: Oh man, I think this is just stirring the pot even more. Schefter's looking like a genius when he hears things like this coming out of uh, Seattle with a guy who you think is the face of the franchise, right? Like he's always gotten that persona around him. Three hundred percent.
3: Like he's he the is the franchise. the franchise. So yep.
1: like now you hear him barking at his like, our land's not this, our land's not that. If I had this, I'd be better. I mean, I think that's fair comments to say, but not in the public's eye. I think you do that behind closed doors. If you're Russell Wilson, I think it's a little more respectable. I think you go close doors to a GM and be like, Hey, like, this is how this season went. I think if we did this, this is how it would become better. I don't think breaking it on a random talk show or whatever it was is the way of doing that, but that being said, I, I don't see Russell Wilson being traded. I don't see him moving from Seattle. I think he is Seattle. And I, if I'm in Seattle, I'm still listening offers, but there's no way I'm moving him. I mean, unless I'm getting something bananas, but I don't, I don't think that's coming.
0: I think that's kind of part of it. I think Wilson kind of wants the control that uh, some of the other quarterbacks in the league have like your Brady, like your breeze, they kind of have the control to make some moves. And that's kind of what Deshaun Watson's after too here. So I don't really know what's, what's uh gonna be the future for him but man if if they're dealing him you gotta have a package coming back but I feel like I don't know how you feel about this Jetty. but I feel like the package for Watson would be bigger than Wilson right like Watson's yep. seven years younger and under contract till I think like 2025 so like I know as a football team fan if the packages were the same I'd way rather have Watson
3: yeah couldn't agree more man um I just look at like Russell I just look at this free agency period and this draft class coming up and I'm just like man there's a lot of quarterbacks moving around. And like, are we going to see a big deal go through for Russell Wilson? Like, I don't think so. I mean, Deshaun Watson's names out there obviously right now. And then obviously the draft, we could see four quarterbacks go within the top 15, top 10. So I don't know, Seattle's going to want to haul for him. I just don't know who's going to like, want to put all that forward to get a guy who's won a Super Bowl, but also looked like he was having a Pretty shitty second half of the season. His second half wasn't great. No. Sometimes Russ kind of
0: gets a little bit of a kind eye from the media. They don't don't want to chew into him that much, but he he struggled.
3: For his point of view, too, like, I mean, sure, he went out and said his O line's crap, but I mean, like, he's he gets to throw to DK Metcalf, who, like, he's young. He's Tyler, Lockett. Tyler Lockett also had a very good year. I mean, he's got good receivers. He he doesn't make
0: it easy on offensive line either. He likes to hold the ball. He's kind of scrambling yeah. around. It's tough for an offensive line. Eric, I was just saying, I'd rather have Watson if the package was the same. Would you? Oh, would yeah. you rather have you? Would you rather have Watson or Wilson if you're the Chicago Bears?
1: Oh, no brainer, Deshaun Watson. It's not even a question. I'm sorry, but Deshaun Watson's a lot younger, right? Yeah. And I think he's obviously he's not quite as proven as Russia, and he's got a little bit of drama going on right now, which I don't like. But I think Deshaun Watson's like far superior. Maybe not right now, but will be one day for sure. We'll be better than Russell Wilson. So I like his upside a lot more than Russell Wilson.
0: D B, what's your take?
1: This idiot. He's talking to his fucking chicken fingers again. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think uh, Russell Wilson's going to fly under the radar a little bit, you know, because he's a freaking stud on and off the field. He just won that award for, uh, you know, community working. Yeah, Walter Payton award. So, you know, if somebody else said that, they'd be kind of getting heat, I think. But I think Wilson handled it very incorrectly. Can't be doing that shit on talk show, man. You got to take it behind closed doors. But. Hey, I guess you want it to make a point. And that I, I point think like cry. if you're
0: doing it through the talk show though, that kind of like forces the organization's hand a bit. Right. I think that would be kind of the, like, they can kind of, when you're just going to them and saying like, I want more control, they can kind of say, yeah, yeah. But when you go out to the media, it's probably not the right move, but I think it puts a little pressure on the organization because
1: yeah, they don't exactly. want this to
0: continue happening. Right. That's, Do I agree that's a with conversation
1: it? you got to have behind closed doors.
0: I, I agree with maybe it did happen behind closed doors. I think that's the yeah. reasoning behind it. I, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I think that would be his uh point of view.
1: I think he's a smart guy, and obviously his career shows it like he's never done anything that a true professional wouldn't do. Like he's handled everything with class and he's a smart guy. Like I don't think he's he's not looking to make the kind of uh James Harden esque moves, you know what I mean, off the field trying to go somewhere. <laughs> Here, let me let me
0: throw out some uh, odds here for you. Russell Wilson's next team, if he was to leave, Las Vegas Raiders five to one, Dallas Cowboys six to one, Washington Football Team eight to one, Jacksonville Jaguars eight to one, Denver Broncos ten to one. Those are the five five top teams. Chetty, how would you feel about that? A little little Wilson for Dak
3: swap? <laughs> oh man! Uh, if it was a Russell Wilson for Dak Prescott and one draft pick. I'm all in. Um it's not I think way.
0: those two are like pretty equal to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I think that's a pretty value. fair like package. Like you got the Dak younger, but obviously less proven, but he's not really quite the superstar that Watson is. That pre-injury,
1: pre injury it's it's a toss up. Post injury, we just don't know Dak. Like that that's a pretty severe injury. I and think obviously we, I would take Russell
3: right now. I'd love well for sure, I'd love to see Russell in the Cowboys jersey. Are you kidding me? But the problem is that when it comes to the Cowboys making these trades, I think they tend to give up a lot and uh like, they give up a lot for good players, but I mean, especially in football, you just see these massive trades getting put through where there's just tons of draft picks going for one player. So, I mean, obviously, I think Russell Wilson's a better quarterback than Dak, but I don't think Dak's that bad. I think he can give us, I think he can give us what we want. And I think, uh, I don't know, it'll be exciting to see what the contract looks like for Dak. Maybe a little, Jerry's going to play, play the game here, play the field, see what he can come up with for options. But maybe, I don't know, could see a quarterback move I guess.
0: I think the one thing we maybe we're overrating a bit too is Wilson's age. I think we just kind of need to look at Tom Brady. Obviously, he's kind of an exception, but we are seeing quarterbacks kind of go into their older years and still be able to perform. So maybe you're not looking at it like 35 and it's kind of downhill. Like 32-year-old Russell Wilson should like like he's still in the middle of his prime here. I'm a little more scared with his longevity. He's
2: just coming into his prime.
1: I'm a little more scared with his longevity though. Compared to like obviously like a Tom or and Aaron or a Drew Brees, just because he's a little more mobile, and really, but I don't think his, mobile, his legs.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think he can I still get it done it from the play. pocket though. But
1: he's got to change the way he plays. Then if he's got a if he wants to be playing till forty, I think he's got to change the way he plays. He plays like a young guy on the come up, trying to make his make his name name in the mix though. I don't fault him. He plays balls to the walls, but he's not like your Big band, staying healthy, keep me safe, boys. I'm not breaking the pocket. But I think yeah, this there's is a just high the...
2: correlation between quarterbacks and their spouse and their performance on the field you could see it with Brady and there's a lot of similarities with Russell Wilson same caliber of a spouse so he's just coming into his freaking prime man he's got solid like five years
1: I think maybe, you got maybe Valentine's Day on your mind dB Thank you. <laughs> But getting back to the quarterbacks, I think this is just the turning point Adam Schefter did say there could be 18 potential starting quarterbacks on the move this offseason. So I think I think this is just adding to the uh, drama that maybe Schefter slightly predicted. You never know. I love to see controversy and start players on the move and shifting of the uh, superpowers all around the league. And maybe, who knows, maybe one of these guys is going to force their way out and just happens to be he wants to come play in Chicago just because he's just beating at the bit to get to Chicago and win a Super Bowl there. So wouldn't complain.
0: DB, who would you rather have right now for Baltimore going forward? Wilson or Jackson?
2: Uh, I would have to go Lamar Jackson just because oh of his age.
1: God. No, I'm with you, DB. I'm with LJ. Yeah, dude, he's only really? like 22, special. man. He's, he's your special. age, man.
2: Yeah, I don't care. And he's got a lot of room to grow give him like three years i mean frick man he's only in his second season like first season it was joe flacco and he didn't play much and then season before that after that you know everyone says yeah he choked in the playoffs And this season similar story but gotta give him a couple of runs at it man like what do you expect like first one season he's all i'm
0: not saying give up on him i'm just saying if russell wilson's out there that's what i'm going with
1: no, nah, I can't.
2: can't I, do that. I, I think can't Lamar bail would, on a guy that early. Just Lamar.
1: Lamar would be better in or uh, Baltimore than like he would be more successful in Russell Wilson because like you look at Wilson, he doesn't have his throw. He doesn't have Locky. He doesn't have uh, freaking Superman running down the stripes. So I don't know. I think he'd have a harder time there.
0: Yeah, I think Russell's kind of like proven over the one. course of his career. He doesn't need DK Metcalf. This is only his second year with Metcalf. He's won a Super Bowl hey, without him. Highly
1: Lockett, though. And I'd take Lockett and probably Metcalf over the receivers on Baltimore. I I'm mean, not Hollywood denying Brown that. fell off pretty hard here. 100%. But
2: Lamar Jackson, he's young, man. He can't give up on the talent just that quick.
1: And At his least buddies with that's Kodak. in my
2: opinion, man. You freaking invest into this guy, and then all of a sudden, you just say, fuck him.
0: <laughs> well, you're not just kicking him to the curb. Like, Russell Wilson's a MVP candidate year in and year out.
1: Hey, this guy wasn't. That Austria. goes back to the point okay. where yeah, he's he kind of was. getting You're old. Right.
0: Fair enough, DD. I, I thought you'd rather I'm have Wilson on. to be honest. Nah, man. You're a loyal man. Just, Chetty, what's your take on that?
3: Yeah. I'd rather have Russell Wilson for sure. If I'm if I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, which uh I would never be a Baltimore Ravens fan, but if I was, I'd way rather have Russell Wilson than Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah, man. When they when they were playing at uh, Buffalo, they were saying that this guy used to be an unreal passer back in Louisville. And uh, ever since he's came to the NFL, he's uh, kind of got away from his passing ways. So I think if you can just bring that back, and obviously a lot of other things need to go right over there to get that working. There's some uh, potentially some big uh, growth coming in next uh, couple of years, maybe two to thinking, three
3: years.
1: Maybe if Baltimore could land a guy like Allen Robinson and free agency, they'd be pretty lethal. Give Lamar he's another target. Oh, God. I hope he doesn't just for the sake of his career.
0: Time to run through our local headlines presented by Elkridge Resorts. If you're like us and thinking about your next big trip, post-COVID, think Elkridge. In new hands for 2021, one of Saskatchewan's best golf facilities will be reopened for the summer. 27 holes, pristine conditions, top-notch facilities. Sounds like a good trip to me. It's never too late to book your stay. Visit ElkridgeResort.com today. Boys, we teed up the WHL bubble on last week's episode, and uh, it was made official this week. Five Saskatchewan teams in league, as well as Brandon and Winnipeg, set to converge to Regina. But maybe the most interesting storyline of them all, the Red Deer Rebels, they'll be living in the suites of the the arena there in Red Deer as opposed to staying in the billet homes like we're used to kind of seeing. Chetty, how would you feel about that move if you were a rebel and uh, Brent Sutter drops that bomb on you?
3: I think it'd be pretty cool for like the first two weeks, first week. I mean, living with your team's fun, but I mean, you see them every day anyways. Like you're at the rink every day anyways. I just think, but it does sound cool. Like you'd mentioned that they're putting in a, a ping pong table a pool table a mini basketball court stuff like that and i mean it's a short and it's 24 games so i think they're going to be just happy to be able to play hockey so i think and brett setter's going to control that none of his players have any covet issues so
0: yeah I, I don't know i think it's pretty unreal like i'd rather do that than maybe like have to stay at the at house and maybe there's Quite a bit of like rules in terms of like going out and seeing the boys or whatever like if you're thinking about it and you'd rather like stay at one place i'd rather do it like with the guys on your team than like a billet family really wouldn't you say eric i'm
1: kind of like i keep humming and hawing about this i think it would be cool for a little while maybe like a week i'm kind of hopping on the same bandwagon here but i Hmm. i personally would rather stay at home i
0: okay but home isn't an option like are you saying home is
3: in like a billet family the options the options are don't play on the team or stay at the hotel or stay at the ring sorry i mean if i'm a
1: young kid right now i think it's you obviously chomping at the bit to come play hockey and i think obviously most like i think some guys will probably be i know i was talking about jarve with this i was like so what do you think do you think some kids will just say like hey like i actually don't really want to play this year just because i don't want to be living in a fucking hockey rink for two months of my life I don't know. I thought that that was the first thought that kind of came to mind when I saw this whole bubble situation because you're literally just trapped in a bubble and your life is, I mean, not saying hanging with the boys 24 seven wouldn't be sick or anything, but it's like two months of that's a lot like and these are young kids too. like some 16 year olds in there like I don't know, I think it's a lot. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe a few people who opt out to be honest with you. I think I know if that you're might a- be an absolute hot take, but
0: I think if you're a younger kid, you think about opting out more. But if you're like a 19 or 20 year old guy, who's kind of like, this is, this is my chance. You know, like if the season was canceled, that would be such a detriment to my career. Like you're a guy who's hoping for that pro deal. Like if you were a Reese Johnson per se, and this is kind of your last, last go of things, this is an audition, right? I think you kind of just got to accept the circumstances. I don't know. That would be my take. I think it'd be pretty bold. It'd be a tough, it'd be a tough decision. I think it'd be one that would be kind of tough to stomach uh in hindsight in my opinion if you were a if you're a 19 year old that opted out i think you'd kind of wonder what could have been well i mean i, mean, I think
1: it'd be obviously really rare if someone did because yeah. like you look at all the younger kids like if you're first year in the w like you're still under the mindset you're going to the show like let's face well, it like, that's, if you're a kid, that's
3: the thing man that's the thing like you're that's either why it's so hard here. to opt out. yeah, right? yeah man yeah. these kids aren't going to opt out unless they haven't attended like unless they haven't dressed for a game yet and therefore they can still go like ncaa route but like once you've played a, a one regular season dub game like you're screwed you can't go to ncaa anymore like this is what you got to do so i think for those kids i think sacrifice two months like whether you're playing on the blades or whether you're playing on red deer like you're living at the rink or if you're the blades you're living in regina in a hotel so i mean do you think, think this will cause
1: kids to like s- want to play college more? Like, you think there'll be some kids who just no, I'm not going to do this. Maybe I think I go play college next year.
3: I think is I think no matter how you look at things, I think hockey's shifting to where like a lot of Canadians are trying to go south and play college. Like Kale McCarr did it, and he got drafted what third or fourth overall. Granted, so,
0: for every Kale McCarr, there's
3: a okay. lot of like, Oh, 100 hundred yeah. percent. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like you, sure. you, you can do it.
0: There's definitely pros of play in college it's tougher
3: it's tougher in canada to make it that route i'd say than obviously being from america but like for the i think going back to your point i think for these kids the most important thing for them is playing hockey like whether you're a 20 year old looking to place yourself at a university next year whether you're a 17 year old entering your draft year like i think it matters for all of them equally so i think they're just happy to have the opportunity to play 24 games and get us get a couple scouts looking at their tapes and looking at their game film and stuff like that
0: eric i'll ask you this would you rather stay this is kind of what i was getting to originally but would you rather stay in the bubble like in the rink or at a billet house where you can't really do a whole lot like it's kind of like you can't really mingle with the boys because they're kind of trying to mitigate risk you're at the house and that's kind of what you're doing from like 6 p.m on
1: Oh, man this is so hard because it's like you obviously see the perks of either of them like it's so nice having buddies to hang out with like especially in a time like this and being around guys But it's like again it's like i think of living in a suite where do you shower like you have to go all the way down to the team room to shower like i, I don't know i assume you like, just
0: go into the dressing room right yeah
1: but you're in the suites right that's like a floor or two above right
0: well yeah i don't know you just
1: so you gotta like take like a good like three minute walk down to the showers probably or four minutes like i don't know like god oh, this piss, is such a
0: first world <laughs> problem right here well i don't know like if the shower is like, your that's biggest
1: invalid problem man. yeah that, that's like, a
0: like, dumbass there's, issue, there's right? a lot of like problems this with this, that is not one
1: it's the middle of the night i gotta take a piss where do i go do i have to go all the way down to the team room or where do i take a piss Will there be bathrooms, bathrooms in the restaurant up to, um, or in the in the arena in the where though where like just have like you night, been to an arena
3: oh my goodness
0: have you ever sure, been to no. an arena there's a lot of bathrooms so eric
1: when you go to a blades game and you have <laughs> those to guys eat, are just pissing in there
0: it's a three minute walk jetty he just goes on his seat
1: Oh, i'm thinking if the boys have to shower or something you know like you gotta well rip, you go rip, to the rip, if, if you
3: thing. have to shower yeah you go to the <laughs> you room you go to the dressing
1: room <laughs> See, like, tough titties. Like, like go to the room like living in the fucking it's like drake you ever seen that drake line it's like i need a walkie-talkie just to find my people in my house or something it's like something like that
3: Man, you're freaking out to lunch, man. This is ridiculous. He's Just like Dude, living that, in somewhere that's, that's way too right big. That statement right
2: there is saying that what Drake is saying.
1: Oh no, he goes. I need a walkie-talkie just to get a beverage because his, yeah, his, his mate Drake is like. What Drake is
2: saying is that he's his living too good. in the good, middle of his. what you're trying to say is that those guys, you're using that same line to say these guys are living shitty. It's <laughs> not the same. Nah,
1: they're not living shitty. Like fuck, they're that's living what you're pretty saying, good. Though. But I don't know. I just. I see the perks of both of them. It's, it's hard to like, uh, I think the rink would get old.
2: And so would the house.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't, but then you're still going to the rink and seeing the boys. So it's like, at you get least the best of both environment. worlds. You get the best of both worlds. The other one, you're just stuck and There's really no, no out. Here, I, right?
0: I'd assume just like, if I was like a hockey guy who hadn't played for, for 12 months, that's kind of just what you're missing, right? You're missing being around the boys all day. And if it gets a little old at the end, so be it. You kind of had that chance to to go through it.
2: And you got to think about the risk of uh, the people that live at the billet house, not just the player, the other people, right? What the yep. fuck are they doing? Going to work and coming back, they can contract and screw the player over. Yeah, that, that's this kind thing. of you the point the behind the it, right? House.
0: Way less people. But yeah, you have
2: the, the yeah. guys at the rink, they just see those guys, those guys, The whole everybody in there, they're not moving anywhere. So it's
1: like pretty much zero let's face it, though, if you're living at your billet's place, you could still go out to like restaurants and shit like that. See, but I you don't know? think
0: they, I don't think yeah, they
1: wanted them to. That. I think you're that not, was kind of the can, point. But it's like it's legally allowed, no? So well, yeah, just, but you're
2: not doing that. <laughs> no, this guy.
1: Got... <laughs> like you could, you could go out and get food. I don't know, like I, I'd, you could, if at least if you're at billet, you could go hang out with people, or you could go out for supper and do something. You know what I mean?
0: I don't think Rather you were like allowed to though
1: you run a lot of hang out with people but you can go for supper like that's legally allowed by the government no
0: well that's not about legally allowed that's by the government they they could leave people. the bubble the to arena too each,
3: each team is like each Mandating. WHL team is going to have contracts for their players to abide by throughout it's this the same season. as
0: like the NHL yeah like you, what Ovechkin can, like, did Ovechkin
3: yeah. brought his teammates and into and i Lourdes.
0: know you can say it's different because it's the NHL and this is the WHL but it's okay, the same it's time, my they're only, trying like, to...
1: different point Bovi goes out for supper He's getting ratted on in about three seconds. If Joe Modi from the freaking Red Deer Rebels goes out for supper, no one gives a fuck. and you slide well, out the radar? They, they
3: probably do because Red Deer's <laughs> not that big. Okay. Well, I'm,
1: okay. Wait, wait. Calgary <laughs> Hitman. We'll go Calgary or Vancouver. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Johnny sure. and fucking Timmy could go out for supper and not get paparazzi. So like, How Kobe would you like,
0: feel if uh, you get then, Kobe Pauze and uh, yeah, it's all because you your can... little excursion out to Popeye's? <laughs> i don't know like and you blow up the bubble everybody in uh, (laughs) western canada is fired up rick from red deer doesn't get to watch his uh, beloved red bull uh, beloved red 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 deer jarvis uh...
1: pg is not playing this year (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know maybe i i
3: think you're a little dramatic yeah isn't that the
2: whole point of this whole fucking bubble is for
3: people not to go out for supper and do yeah exactly but eric (laughs) the point that our viewers need to understand is if Eric ballon was a WHL player right now, he would opt out of his season. That's what we're getting. <laughs> yeah, at. I, I think he's all talk. <laughs> he and would if out. he was the out. head
2: of uh, Border of Governors or whatever, he'd be fucking doing both sides. He wouldn't be able to come to a decision.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say, boys, all right, live where the fuck you want. Uh, yeah, if I was in the dub, this would be a tough sell.
2: Yeah, this guy would say, "Live I mean, where the like, Let's want. put in
1: perspective. If I'm like the stud on my team, I'm getting drafted here, then. Sure, shit. I'm abiding by the rules, but if I'm like a fourth line pylon who's probably not playing hockey after this, maybe take my talents to ASHL. I, oh no, yes. but, no, but you know what I mean. Like if you're if this talk, oh, you're No, me. this is a
0: this is another cold take from you.
1: <laughs> uh, if I'm a fourth line plug and I'm in and out of the lineup, I'm pulling the shoot. Sorry, I'm I'm having some fun. Well, boys, let's send it over to our
0: interview with Reese Johnson. We were talking about the bubble and how we feel about it. How about we hear from the former rebel himself? And as always, the interview would not be possible without the support of our friends at Player Golf. Eric was talking about having some fun once all this COVID wraps up and maybe a little golf trip. And if you're thinking the same, maybe even up to Elkridge, how about get some gear to get you locked and loaded for the links? Head over to Head over to player.golf.com. Check out their stock. There's some great jackets that we're huge fans of, and I'm sure you would be too. Help support the boys and let them know how big the PPP following is. Throw down an order and use Prairie 20 for 20% off. That's Prairie 20 for 20% off your order today. Now over to Reese we go. I'd like to welcome to the Prairie Perspective podcast a guy who was two games into his career in the National League, a native of Saskatoon, who is now a member of the Chicago Blackhawks, Reese Johnson. Reese, first off, congratulations on the debut. Thanks for taking the time. What was it like for you to get that call that you were ultimately going to be in the lineup for that opening game? And uh, what was that kind of experience like getting getting to take the ice? Did you kind of feel that maybe heading into this year that it was going to be a real possibility?
4: Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, coming into this year with all the COVID circumstances, I uh, figured it would be a good opportunity this year, hopefully get in some games. And when I got the call, I was excited. Obviously, I, I found out the night before and just kind of prepared for it like it was any other game, and yeah, it was good. I mean, it's a lifelong goal, obviously, to get your first game in the NHL. But just want to look forward and get a full time spot in the lineup now. So, did
0: you have any money on the board?
4: <laughs> yeah, I did actually. Yeah. I think it was five hundred for the team and five hundred for the trainer. So. Unreal. Oh, oh, the team a thousand now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's it like kind of being around those guys? I know like they got Kane, Keith, you know, like these guys are just icons. You look at them and the cups they've won and being around those guys, it must be just surreal.
4: Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, over the last couple of years, camps and everything, I've gotten more used to it. But I remember the first time I, I was in the dressing room, and I seen Kaner walk in. I was <laughs> kind of starstruck, kind of stared. I probably stared at him for a couple minutes. He was probably wondering what the heck is <laughs> this guy doing, staring at me. But no, they're they're awesome. They're really good. With the team we have this year, all the young guys, they're great, really good role models. Talk to everyone. Learn, you can learn lots from those guys every day, just watching them and how they carry themselves around the rink and on and off the ice. It's pretty amazing they're really good guys to us young guys though
1: i forget who it was but someone was on chicklets and they're playing with chicago and they said i uh, walked by caner in the hallway and he just goes hey call me caner you give you that yeah. indictment <laughs> yeah that was Oh yeah. That that yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah that's right yeah
4: they're they're good guys they're down to earth guys just lead by example every night um
0: yeah it's awesome man to gets it's pretty filthy hey i didn't really like he's had a hell of a stretch here
4: yeah, he really took his like. I seen Coach Jeremy was talking, kind of saying he took his game to another level this year, I and mean, he really has. Like, he's an elite player in the league. It's fun to watch. He's so dynamic, like his skating and playmaking, you know, and then his shot is just incredible too. He, and then he nice one in OT there for him last night. Batted it out of the air. Oh, I nice know. Yeah. Just Tanner. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. God, I couldn't imagine going like up against those two in a little three on three, three on three. Good on luck.
4: luck. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely control lots of the play. Pretty good at it for sure. I was cheerleading from the bench, so I was <laughs> cool.
0: I was watching last night. I was thinking maybe if we can go deep in the shootout, you could get out there.
4: <laughs> yeah, I probably would have had to take a slap shot or something. <laughs> <laughs> go up by him. Did
3: you yeah. like your uh red deer teammate fighting line? Eh? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I was, uh, the boys were pretty fired up on the bench talking about how it was a Western League guy fighting. So, Lion A must not have known that or something. So,
1: <laughs> after he rocked him too, eh? Oh, yeah. But he, he didn't down. see it coming. He fucking throttled him.
4: Yeah, it was a pretty good fight. Hags was throwing him pretty good. I, I think I taught him a couple of those rights. But,
3: uh. <laughs> was he a fighter? Was he a fighter in the dub too? At all? He had a couple
4: fights actually. He had a couple pretty good ones. He didn't fight a ton, but when he fought he he always throws them. He, he's always getting in there, kind of
1: pissing guys off and stuff. So gritty. It's good to see. Was well, that after? I think that was after Lanay's goal, hey? Or no, Lanay yeah, scored eh? after, and then yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lionet
4: scored uh, pretty first, actually,
1: I believe. These guys are pretty wicked shot, hey. We were talking about that earlier, doesn't it Yeah he scores pretty far out. He
4: picks the corners pretty good. So yeah, pretty awesome. Hopefully I can shoot like that one day. <laughs> <the time. laughs>
3: Are you uh in a, like a, they keep you in a hotel or do you have an apartment down in Chicago? Uh, in Chicago, I got an
4: apartment actually. I, I was in the
3: hotel for close to
4: two months and then I moved out February 1st. I just got a one-bedroom apartment right downtown Chicago it's about five six minutes from the rink so it's pretty awesome actually
3: and good spot that's unreal just a one-bedroom hey eh? no roommates didn't want to move <laughs> in with anyone
4: yeah, just living by myself there's a dog next door that doesn't stop barking <laughs> oh, that's brutal. I might have to complain about that
3: kind of want to ask you about your hockey career I know you weren't drafted to the WHL but you made your way to the Red Deer Rebels and then obviously not drafted to the NHL, but you made your way to the Chicago Blackhawks. What's that meant to you, not having your name called off any draft board, but still reaching your goals of playing in the NHL?
4: Yeah, for sure. It's a good question. I uh, Obviously, when I was younger, it was one of my dreams to get drafted to the WHL. And uh, when that didn't happen, I was pretty upset, but I kind of just used not being drafted as a little Kickstarter and got a little burr under the saddle. I like to call it. My dad would always say that and just used it as fuel kind of thing to push myself and work that much harder every day. You know, that's uh, what got me here. I mean, my hard work and that kind of thing. It uh, wasn't the skill that got me here, that's for sure. I mean, I I'm skilled in some areas, but definitely the hard work got me here and um in junior when i was hurt when i was 17 so my draft year and then when i was 18 as well tough years but i had a lot of good people working with me in red deer and then uh, going into my 20 year old year obviously it was a goal of mine to sign a professional uh, deal somewhere Um, and i was really fortunate to sign a entry-level deal i mean i just kind of took it day by day and worked hard, and it uh, ended up working out for me. So,
3: yeah, a couple of couple of shoulder surgeries, hey, back yeah. to back years. Got them both redone.
4: Yeah, yeah. So when I was seventeen, at uh, just after Christmas, I got into a fight and dislocated my uh, I think it was my right one then. During mid fight, actually. And then uh, when I was 18, so I recovered from the first one. And when I was 18, the same thing happened dislocation. I fell on it, kind of awkward on my left one in preseason. So I missed the whole 18 year old year. I think going into my 19 year old year, all the boys would hurt me for this. Actually, I had, I think it was like 36 games played in the Western League going into my 19 year old <laughs> year. <laughs> I should have been at the front of the bus where I just told them, "No, I can't. I can't be doing that. I'm coming back." here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the stands for a long time. I just haven't been in the lineup.
4: Oh, I was. I made freaking good friends with lots of the fans in Red Deer. Honestly, just from being <laughs> literally just being in the stands, I yeah met a lot of good people. The fans there were were awesome and hung out with them during the Mem Cup when I was hurt, I felt like more of a fan for sure I was cheering him on and yeah too much time in the stands though
0: I'm kind of curious that 20 year old year like I kind of figured that hey you'd probably be a guy that goes on to play with the Huskies your brother Wyatt was with them and like was that kind of ever at the back of your mind or were you kind of confident like throughout that process that you were eventually going to get that pro deal
4: yeah totally that was uh definitely something that was in my mind I mean I uh obviously was thinking best case would be go keep playing professional hockey but i mean at that point you gotta look somewhat realistically too i mean uh, was uh, uh could have been definitely something that i would, would have done i would have probably used my scholarship or uh at that time i actually had some interest in becoming a police officer if i uh, didn't move on to pro so yeah Definitely something I looked at. I would have went and played with my brother there at U of S. Yeah, that team was pretty solid, actually. A lot of Western league guys went uh, went there on U of A. They had some pretty good battles over the years.
0: I'm kind (laughs) of curious, like, just what's Jeremy saying on the... Obviously, you kind of mentioned earlier, like, that's what you kind of got to work to next. Like, is there one specific aspect of your game that you're kind of like, this is where I kind of got to improve to stick?
4: Uh, Yeah, I think all areas, obviously. But... uh, just for myself, uh, want to get more comfortable just holding on to the puck and making plays out there. You know, when you don't get in uh, a ton of games in the past year, that's probably the biggest thing I've noticed, but uh, everything I've kind of working on, getting stronger, faster, just the basic stuff that uh, I kind of worked on every day. And Jeremy's been awesome. He's uh, helped me lots through the process and he's been patient with me. and helping me out a lot, so it's been good. He's a bit of
0: a different coach than Sutter, eh?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, they're both good, but uh, yeah. Brent actually uh, texted me the other day. I was chatting with him back and forth. I seen he's got the boys living in the centrium back in Red Deer now.
0: Like, yeah, what's what's the buzz? We we're to just up. gonna get into that on the pod. What's kind of your take on that? How would you feel about uh living in the rank?
4: Yeah, I mean I think it'd definitely be fun for a week or two. It might uh might be a couple of scraps in the dorms when you're that with the guys that much, but might get a little sick of them, but <laughs> it'd be fun. I mean, uh this weird this year is such a weird year like it's who would ever think that you're living in a in the literally living in the rink but i uh, i seen a tweet actually this morning that i think it was smitty zach smith and douglas were cooking eggs for the boys this morning <laughs> behind the concession stand making egg sandwiches for all the guys so <laughs> That's yeah I mean, it's crazy but I mean, got to do what you got to do to play some hockey, I guess, this year.
1: <laughs> we were talking to uh, Pelon the other day. He was on the show, and he was saying he, how uh, when he growing up, he was kind of like that guy on his teams, being the goal scorer and all this and that. Now, trying to make it in the league, he's got to come in as like a fourth line guy and get a little more grit in his game and just kind of change up the way he's been playing for all these years. Was that kind of uh, hard for you to switch over? I know growing up playing against you, you're fucking sick and like got to fill the net and then now kind of having to work your way up you've had to get put a little grit in your game and kind of change the way you play a little bit throughout yeah totally I think uh definitely in
4: like minor hockey and stuff like that I used to score a little more than I did now for sure but uh, I think I kind of found that uh, my game earlier on uh, well later on in junior and then definitely once I got to the American League I kind of once I was there, I I knew my role kind of thing, uh, two-way player, hard to play against, all that stuff. So it uh, that, that made the transition from junior to pro a little easier for myself, I think, uh, rather than some guys, just because I kind of knew that earlier on, especially even in junior, kind of figured that out. I wasn't scoring 30 goals every year in junior. So when you're uh, not producing offensively as much, you got to find other ways to get yourself along and I think uh, I've done a good job of that and just got to keep working on that but yeah it's definitely definitely a lot different game once you get to pro I mean it's tough to be even guys in junior they go on and score 100 points and things like that and they come into the NHL and have to start their way on the fourth third line kind of thing and work your way up so it's uh it's been good,
0: Lankin, and he was your goalie in Rockford last year. This guy's absolutely been a breakout, could be a Calder candidate here. Was what was he like in, in the American League last year? Did you kind of know that he had kind of this kind of potential in him?
4: Yeah, I mean, Lanky's been great ever since I started playing with him. Um, I know he won the world championship of Finland there, um, uh, his home country, and but he's he's awesome, he's an outstanding goalie and really good guy. On top of that, he's um. He's great around all the guys. He's always got a smile on his face, which makes it even better. So yeah, he's really athletic, takes care of his body, always uh, dialed in on his meals and everything like that. So yeah, he's awesome. Pretty dialed in guy. So tough to score on in practice. (laughs) Always I'm always trying to stop in front for a rebound and bury the rebounds to get the confidence up.
0: Who's been maybe? I guess you've only played against Columbus so far, but who's like the one guy who maybe on the Jackets that like maybe kind of took you, like kind of starstruck you a bit?
4: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh
0: Kaner kind of does it every day in practice, I guess. So that's yeah, kind of the guy.
4: Yeah, exactly. Kind of got used to it with those guys walking around the room. I don't know if there's one guy, honestly. I mean, uh, tough to say. A lot of good players on that team. They're a uh, they're hardworking team. They're fast and but, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could choose one guy.
3: I talked to uh, – I was talking to tagel I have a couple classes with him. We were going over some questions to ask you, and a couple of them I don't think are uh, appropriate, so we'll leave those off the board. But I did get some information about you now that I didn't have before. Of but course. I heard one.
4: He'd be the one out of my buddies to fire up that stuff, eh, Tejal. Yeah. <laughs> Bad news, he's bad news.
3: Is he? Yeah, he seems like it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know, Tage is a good guy. He, he actually said he ordered a jersey of mine online. I was laughing after I played my first game. He sent me a video on Snapchat that he was ordering a jersey. <laughs>
1: That's electric.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: Number 52 and everything on it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, are you going to get a number change here?
4: I don't know, I always do <laughs> people always ask if i chose that number i say no that's but that's when they know you want you banging they want you banging bodies out there
1: (laughs) (laughs) i can't think of another 52 out there hey first one
4: yeah i don't know i
1: i can't think of it as long as i can
4: i guess yeah exactly
0: uh got a text from a source i gotta ask you about uh the walk from worman to saskatoon
4: (laughs) wow that's uh (laughs) brings back some memories for sure that was a uh, a long one for sure I think uh little uh Mickey a fireball helped us get through that cold one but I think it took wh- I don't even know how long it took way too long three four hours maybe I don't know why I think just me and a couple of buddies just decided to go on a little adventure we were fired up that night or something they better
1: yeah I don't know what what was going on but you going heel-toe down the highway, or you decide to go cross-country? Oh, cross-country.
4: Walk. <laughs> I actually ended up in a swamp. I lost one of my shoes that night. and the- Halfway home, the rest of the walk wasn't too fun. Oh, my man. Toes, I'm pretty sure I cut my toe pretty bad on some sharp rocks, dude. So Yeah, that was, that was a good one. A couple of, a couple, I think me and my one buddy left earlier, and then Baker and... I don't even know you guys know michael bakes eh? yeah that was yeah uh, that that might be the source yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's the source eh? yeah (laughs) he he ended up biking and catching up to us we were playing marco polo yelling trying to find each other it was so dark in the field we couldn't find each other we were
1: yelling so good good times good memories what's it kind of like living in chicago i know i got out there a few summers ago and it's just an unreal city
4: yeah definitely i mean uh with covid it's obviously not as um exciting walking around and stuff like that you can't can't do much but uh first time i came here the the guys were actually calling me christopher columbus because i'd go for walks like a couple hour walks a day just walk around and buzz <laughs> the beach and Things like that, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, a lot of stuff to do, a lot of good restaurants, um, things like that. Good shopping. I uh, I don't shop at the Gucci and Louis Vuitton stores, but they're cool to look at. So yeah. <laughs> I I like North Face. They got a pretty good North Face store downtown Chicago. So couple stories.
1: Got a couple things from there, but yeah, it's it's a good city. That's unreal. Have you been out to uh, any baseball games or basketball games out? in chicago yet
4: i actually went uh with uh me and Hags went to one it was my first one uh at wrigley uh merrick sutter Brentson son actually uh took us to one uh that would have been two summers ago during uh deve- or during prospect camp in the summer or something like that i think it was like f- plus 40 degrees celsius i, I remember <laughs> we, we sat down and we, we were luckily in the shade but uh we had to enjoy the experience, so we got a beer and a couple hot dogs. But by the time I sat down, I was just
0: dripping with sweat. But
4: <laughs> I enjoyed it for sure. It's pretty cool.
0: Wrigley would be sweet. Wrigley would be yeah. a stadium. To go that's on the bucket list for me.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. You got, I know, Bamer. You
3: you play baseball, Bamer?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, muck it
3: used. up here and there.
4: Go to Wrigley at some point and
3: go and to. You- a- yeah, once you once you sign your next fat deal, I'll uh fly out and meet up with you there. Yeah, hopefully that'd be awesome. Once you get your six-year annual average of five mil, <laughs> we'll we'll find something to do. Yeah, that would be nice. Eh? <laughs> I'll Might buy to... you. <laughs>
1: Don't be any walking home from warming after that one. No. Yeah. No definitely calling
4: an uber next time
0: <laughs> yeah okay sweet thanks for taking the time reese we'll be watching you and all the best going forward hopefully you can uh just keep finding your way in that lineup and keep producing
4: yeah thanks a lot guys i appreciate it I'll, yeah thanks uh, yeah i'll come on anytime
0: <laughs> sounds, I'll good. sounds good first, well, I'll be talk, more first talk we'll be waiting for you
4: <laughs> yeah for sure definitely definitely i'll uh have to muck one up in front or something, get a garbage
3: goal for sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah, if you get a goal, you got to get the Gordie Howe hat trick at least. Yeah. What's the celly? Have you planned one out yet?
4: I actually don't. I don't even know if I've ever really done it. I actually did one. Like I, I'm talking about it, like I don't even know what a celly is. I I, uh, <laughs> I celebrated once in junior when we I scored against PA, swept the ice, and jumped into the glass, and then after I was like, "What am I doing?" Like, <laughs> I usually just stand there and put my arms in here or something. I think you will do the classic Patty Kane. <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone can sell like that guy. Pretty good.
0: Well, guys, I think we'll wrap up there. Thanks to everybody for tuning in as always. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll have another episode coming next week. Until then.